What's up, maniacs? My name is Sky Menhart, and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show, y'all. Welcome to the show. It is Thursday morning when I'm recording this, and I promise you I'm trying to get this up by tonight, babes. I'm trying to get it up by tonight, okay? Um, My work schedule changed today, so I'm not able to record at the time I usually record on Thursdays. And I know I used to upload on Wednesdays, but my life has rearranged itself. My life has rearranged itself. I'm going through a lot right now. I'm going through a lot. I'm getting a divorce. My dad's in the hospital. It is a shit show in my life right now. But you know, I'm pulling through. I'm pulling through. And today I wanted to talk about something that is a little light, a little funny, a little bit, a little meaningful, a little desperate, a little attention seeking. But I want to talk about it today because I I need a laugh personally. And I might be, I'm trying to kind of inject a little bit more comedy into this podcast just because I think mental health and my journey has so many funny things, so many twists and turns, so much entertainment value in it. And I really want to showcase that and just make people laugh, make people comfortable, give people a place where they can be like, oh my God, that's so awesome, dude, me too. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So that's why today I am talking about my psych ward boyfriend. It's always good to have a little psych ward boyfriend. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. It is the perfect place to have a boyfriend in the psych ward because you go in the psych ward. Here's my experience. And this is the psych ward that I always would get a boyfriend at. Most of the other ones, it's interesting. I I usually didn't get a boyfriend, but at this particular one that I've been going to for a few years now, I always get a boyfriend there. I always get a boyfriend at this one because there's just more men. And in some of them, they kind of separate the men and the women, but genuinely... In most of the psych wards I've been to, they don't separate men and women, especially the adult ones, even the adolescent ones. So I don't, I don't know. It's confusing to me. I don't know what the rules are as far as that goes, but it's not necessarily like jail where they have like the women's and the men's. It's like co-ed, which makes it very fun and very scary. Now I've had a multitude of psych ward experiences. You know, I've had someone flash me. I've flashed someone i've seen so many butts and butt cheeks in my day in the psych ward and i've shown my butt cheeks in the psych ward okay i've seen people naked and i've been naked okay it's just there's such a variety of experiences that i've had and i briefly mentioned some of them in my episode i think it's just called the psych ward where i kind of talk about what the psych ward is like what to expect And what I want to say before I begin this episode is that I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I'm barely a CNA, okay? But I am someone who has experience, who has 10 years of mental health experience. And I am ready to share my info with you guys so that I can help you do the best thing for you. And just I just want to tell my stories because I want people to be aware of what really goes on in the world of mental health. And I want people to 
reconsider their stigmatizations and their opinions on people with mental illness and kind of understand that, hey, everybody's a person and people with mental illness deserve to be treated just the same way as everybody else. And, you know, let's destigmatize. Let's let's destroy those misconceptions today. Okay, let me take a sip. Now, it's always good to have a psych ward boyfriend. Here's the thing. I recommend, if you do have bipolar disorder, I recommend going to the psych ward when you're manic. Now, obviously, you're going to want to listen to your doctor and you're going to want to do what's best for you. But the psych ward when you're manic can actually be really fun. You're probably like, well, why? And truth be told, anything is fun when you're manic. And truth be told, I'm the kind of person who I just want to have fun no matter what. And no matter what I do, usually, unless I'm depressed, I'm genuinely having fun. So for me, the psych ward, and especially after going like for so many years, since I was 17, just going on and off to the psych ward, it's kind of become like a vacation for me. And I've really learned how to manipulate the system in a way that benefits me. And it's all about playing the game. So it's always good to have a little cutie on the side when you go to the psych ward. Just someone, a buddy, someone who wants to kiss you. You're not going to kiss them. Don't kiss anybody in the psych ward. You don't want to get a disease, okay? You don't want to get a disease in the psych ward. But I'm saying if you go, it's nice to have a little flirtationship that can pull you through the next two weeks. Okay? This is my advice. This is my advice. So when I... I I mentioned what I was going to be speaking about on my Instagram this week. I put a little meme on Manic State of Mind podcast. Go follow me on Instagram. If you want to participate in choosing the next episode, please follow me on Instagram because I am taking suggestions and sometimes I post polls about what the episode should be. So I do that on my personal Instagram, sky.menhart, and I do that on Manic State of Mind podcast Instagram. So go follow both if you want to participate in choosing next week's topic. And I don't do that every week, but I do it sometimes and I would love for y'all to participate and let me know what you want to hear because that helps me with my show. Okay, so this week I posted this meme about, you know, Prince Charming coming to get me from the psych ward and it's little Cinderella's foot with, a you know, like a, a, a grippy sock on it, like the kind you get in the hospital. So go follow me on Instagram if you want to see the meme. And... My my manager at work actually sent me that meme and it just killed me. And then I came up with this idea. Oh my gosh, I have to talk about my psych ward Prince Charming. I have to talk about my psych ward boyfriend. So when I was 18, I had, I've had so many manic episodes. I'm kind of, it's like they all blur together in my mind and I can't distinctly remember what has caused each one, how each one came about. And it's hard for me to remember the timeline, but I know I was 18. So I was 18 when this happened. It was summertime. I was having a really bad manic episode and it was, I don't know really what caused it. When I first was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, I would have these periods where I wouldn't sleep for two weeks, even though I was taking my medication, even though I was like doing all the right things, I would just be awake for two weeks and that would cause me to become manic. So it was a really unhealthy cycle that I would get into and it was just so hard for me to sleep. So it was probably one of those kind of situations where I had been up for two weeks and then I was going to the summer camp to work and then I had like a breakdown there and it was really horrible and I had to go home and go to the hospital. So it was after that. I felt really humiliated about it because I was like crying in front of people. It was just horrible. Really one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. 
So I'm back. I'm at the hospital. I'm 18. I'm super hot. I feel super confident. I'm manic. I'm having fun. And I get into the hospital and I'm just doing my thing. Okay. I've been to this hospital before, or it might've been my second time or my first time at this hospital. I'm not sure, but I like this hospital. It's a nice facility. You know, I have a nice room. I have my own shower. I don't have to share with anyone. It was good. It was good. The blankets are warm. You know, it was a nice little, a nice facility, whatever. And I am manic. I'm feeling destructive. A lot of times when I'm manic, I get very destructive. And I mean that in a physical sense. I mean that in an emotional sense. I self-destruct. And I will rip things. I will tear things. I will destroy things. I will kind of ruin things. And it's funny because last time I was in the same facility that I'm talking about now... I met this guy who was actually a sociopath, but we became friends, which is, you know, I I think that's pretty cool. And he was like, oh my God, you're so destructive. And I was like, oh no. And that was like the first time I realized that I was being super destructive. He was a really nice guy, sweet sociopath. It's cool that I met one. I feel like really cool that I've met a sociopath and became his friend. So anyway, I get destructive. And a lot of times I was in self-destruct mode for many years of my life before everything changed. And so I would often do the worst idea. Like the worst idea I had, that would be the idea that I went with. So when I was in the psych ward this time, there was this guy. He was 36. I was 18. And I just kind of thought he was cute. And we started talking and I started flirting And he was like really into me because I mean, honestly, can you, (laughs) I'm not trying to be conceited, but like a 36 year old, they're getting attention from this like hot 18 year old. Like it's pretty flattering. I get it. Whatever. I get it. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not mad at him in any way. It was totally, I was an adult, you know, I totally knew what I was doing. I wasn't, I mean, I was innocent, but I wasn't, you know, it's okay. So I'm, we're, we start this flirtationship and what I want to mention In the psych ward, okay, you're kind of in a really vulnerable place in your life because for most people, they come in the psych ward and it's like they're in a really either really bad. They're usually in a really bad place mentally and they're kind of maybe they've gone through a breakdown. Maybe they've had a manic episode. Maybe they've had a psychotic episode. Maybe they've had a depressive episode, but something bad has gone wrong in their life. And now they're on the fifth floor. Now they're in the behavioral health unit. Okay, so. A lot of times when you meet these people, everybody who's in there, all the patients are really in a vulnerable place. And so when you're in that vulnerable place and you're in the psych ward, you have nothing left to hide. You have no reason to be ashamed. You have no reason to pretend like you have your life together because clearly you don't. You're in the mental hospital. Okay. So you kind of form connections with people that are really deep and really intimate because they are they are meeting you at your worst point in life and so you automatically have this bond because you're both in this place and you can form a really deep intimate connection with someone just because you're in the same boat at this time and that's kind of what happens i've had that happen every time i go to the psych ward if it's not a romantic connection it's a connection with other people who have similar experiences as me who have been through the same thing as me And that's why I want to encourage you, if you can, and I'm not saying this, you know, I, this, the psych ward is kind of a polarizing thing because it can be really good and it can be really bad. 
and I don't want to encourage people to put themselves through something that's unnecessary, but if you feel like you need to go to the psych ward, don't be afraid because it's not going to be, it, it, it doesn't always have to be a super negative experience. You know, it can be a really healing, really wonderful place. And even if the facility is not nice, you know, it's still an experience. So it's something that I encourage you to do if you haven't done. And I'm not saying that, I don't know, when I say it like that, it sounds like, oh, just go to the psych ward, you know, like it's like a vacation, which it's not. But I just don't want you to be afraid of it if you if you feel like, oh, no, I can't go like that's I will never go there. I would never do that. I would never go there. You know, don't be afraid because it can be a really rewarding and growth uh, growth encouraging experience. So anyway, so you form these deep connections with these people and you really get to know them in an intimate way because you're in a really vulnerable spot in your life. And so you make friends, you make really good friends, you really connect. It's kind of, I imagine it to be like, I've never been to jail, but I kind of imagine it's a similar feeling in jail because you're in this low spot and you just connect with these people because they've all, they all are there for similar reasons. And it's like, you you make those bonds that are pretty strong but <clears throat> every time i'm in the psych ward i always make these connections with people and you kind of form your little group and you stick with these people and these people you, you know you share your food with them they give you their nice lotion you know they you braid each other's hair it's that kind of vibe so <clears throat> so that's kind of what happens in the psych ward that's what happens you just really bond with people and so it, it is easy to form a romantic connection and if you have bipolar disorder, you probably already deal with hypersexuality on a normal day, okay? Hypersexuality is something I feel like that does not get talked about a lot with bipolar. But if you watch the movie Silver Linings Playbook, you can kind of see how that plays out in that movie. And I, in a, in a, in a small way, I guess. It's not the main part of the movie. But I think it gets... Uh, underrated that part of bipolar disorder because it does make things more fun I'm not gonna lie and so when you're manic especially you are more prone to be hypersexual so I was super manic when I got in so I was really hypersexual at this time and so I and I've always been hypersexual even on a regular day you know I'm hypersexual like I'm very horny I'm very um I want to have sex with someone you know it's like that kind of vibe I'm very sexual person so when I'm manic, it's only amplified. So I was really flirting with this guy. I, I wasn't, I don't, I had no goal in mind. I was just like having fun as I used to do a lot. And, you know, he was always trying to get me to kiss behind the cameras. He was like, oh baby, we can go kiss over there where the cameras can't see us. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to kiss you. Uh, uh, I'm good. I would always like be like, oh no, they're going to catch us. And I would never kiss him because I just, I wasn't really interested in him. I was just, it's a psych ward boyfriend. I just think sometimes these flirtationships can be really just like, it's like a really great distraction to get you through the two weeks that you're there or however long you're there. I'm always there for two weeks, by the way, no matter what I do, I'm not good at manipulating those doctors. So, so I... Yeah, so it's sometimes it's kind of nice to have a little distraction from the fact that you're in the mental hospital, which is why I feel like a psych ward romance is kind of a victimless crime. Because most most of the time, even when you make friends in the psych ward, genuinely, it's really rare for you to connect with them outside of it. 
the only time I've connected with someone who I was in the psych ward with was when we both went to the same outpatient program after we were released. And even then, we didn't stay in touch after that. It was like, and this person I wasn't super close with, but we were like, we were close in the psych ward. But then we went to outpatient and we kind of like, we were still friends. And then, you know, we lost touch. So I think it is a little and maybe it's maybe it's just me maybe other people have gone and they've maintained these connections but for me i've never maintained a psych ward connection outside of the psych ward it was very rare and it only happened when i was an adolescent so i was like a teenager and i feel like you kind of need your friends more at that time in your life so i that's why i don't think it's a bad idea to have a psych ward boyfriend and i'm just being real i'm just being real As long as you're safe, as long as you're not jeopardizing anybody's stay there. Like, um, the guy I was into, you know, he's 36, I'm 18. His daughter is the same age as me. She's just graduated high school, okay? It was very creepy. Even if, you know, it's legal technically, but it was just creepy. And all the nurses were mad at him. They were like, hey, you can't, don't talk to her, don't touch her, don't do this. Which is probably good. You know, they were trying to protect this young girl that was me. And I'm just like this sexual, you know, people used to call me a slut, which, yeah, maybe that's true. And I'm just, you know, having fun, expressing myself, trying to get attention, okay? And I wasn't, he was, and I'm going to be honest, like, he was never really creepy. He never made me feel super uncomfortable. It was all consensual and we didn't do anything, but I never felt like in a bad position. I never felt uncomfortable or pressured to do anything that I didn't want to do. I just want to put that out there because I don't want to act like this was some traumatic experience for me because I was fully aware of what was going on. I was fully aware of the implications and I wasn't, I never, he never tried anything. He was never creepy. He was always, you know, respectful. So that's one thing I will say. But anyway, so during this time when I was in the psych ward, I was put in isolation because my symptoms were getting worse. So there was these, there's like the main units, you know, in the main area. And then there's these locked doors and behind them are two other units for isolation patients. So that's usually when you're psychotic or when you can't sleep or when you really need extra care or when you're flirting with a 36 year old and they want to get you away from him, they put you in the isolation. So I went in isolation and I, it, honestly, it might've been that I was still psychotic. I, I've been in this hospital so many times, this particular hospital that all of my visits kind of blur together and I can't really distinct, duh, duh, I can't really figure out which one is which. So I was in isolation for a few days and then they took me out and this guy was gone. And I was like, oh my God, where is he? Where is he? And they were like, oh, he's checked himself out. And so I don't know if they made him leave, but it sounded like he just left without like the doctor's consent or something. And so when you sign yourself out of a psych ward, you are going against the doctor's orders. So they will not refill your medication or give you any of the medication that you were prescribed while you were in the hospital, which is really unfortunate, but that's just how it works. You have to be discharged with the doctors. Yeah. The doctor has to sign you off to discharge you. And that's the only way you get the meds that they gave you while you were in the psych ward. And I don't know what kind of meds he was on. I don't know what he was really going through. I know we had a similar disorder. He had, 
he was in there because he had gone through, I don't know, he went through a breakup with his ex-wife, something. I don't know what happened to him, but he was in there. And so we lost touch. And I didn't hear from him for a really long time after I got out. And I was like, I mean, whatever, who cares? I really, I really liked him and I wanted to like meet him again because I, I was in a place where I really wanted to have a connection with an older guy at that time. And I, I'm still in that place, to be honest. It, it hasn't worked out. But I mean, I was just like this young girl. I just wanted attention. And he never messaged me. And so I was like, okay. And then like nine months later, I had sent him a message about nine months before. And I was like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And that was the only time I messaged him. It was on Facebook. And then nine months later, out of nowhere, I get this message. And he's like, hey, baby how are you? And I was like, Oh my God, where were you? And he's like, I was in jail. And I'm like, what? Why were you in jail? He was like, I didn't pay my child support. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then I was like, then it all kind of hit me. I was like, Oh my God, if he can't pay his child support, how I should not be dating him. If he was just in jail because he couldn't pay his child support, I can't be dating this guy. And so then that kind of scared me straight. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, yeah, I got back with my ex-wife. And I was like, that's good. That's better. That's way, that's good for you. Okay. Like, happy for you, pal. Okay. And I never spoke to him again. So like I said, these romances, these connections you make in the psych ward, they're not really lasting. And I think I, I often think about, you know, why is that? Why can't you make a lasting connection in the psych ward? And I know there is this movie called Touched with Fire, Touched by Fire. And it's it's by Paul Dalio. And I love it. It's about these two people who have bipolar disorder. They're in the psych ward together and they fall in love. And I really recommend you watch this movie if you want a little more insight into what it's like to have bipolar disorder and what it looks like and, you know, how it manifests, especially in a romantic relationship. This movie is extremely well done. It's beautifully shot. It's so fun to watch. And it's like, it's such a good story. So I encourage you to look that movie up, Touched by Fire, Touch with Fire. If you want to get a good picture on bipolar romance, a realistic one. So I often wonder, you know, why can't we make these psych ward connections last? What is it about the psych ward that makes us have these deep connections and then not be able to maintain them? And I think ultimately it comes down to the vulnerability. You know, this could be the answer for both of those questions. When you're in this vulnerable space, when you're at your most vulnerable place and you meet somebody who's in the same spot as you, it is almost too vulnerable you almost know too much about this person and it can be kind of uncomfortable when you've seen them in this light you know you're wearing the green gowns together in the psych ward you're eating grilled cheese you're talking about your life you're sharing advice you know you're in this really intimate setting and when you go back to your normal life you know maybe you go back to your job or you go back to school and you have this your persona that you wear outside of the psych ward, you know, your normal self, it can be a little hard to maintain that intimate, deep connection with someone just because it was so deep and so intimate. And maybe in your everyday life, you don't necessarily need that connection. And so 
I feel like those those moments you have with people in the psych ward often feel really meaningful while they're happening. And they feel so deep and often really beautiful, maybe because of your state of mind and maybe because you're in a really vulnerable place and so you're more easily affected by these connections with people. But it is hard to maintain that outside in the real world because you you the veil is is, you know, in the psych ward, the veil is lifted. You remove all outside influences and it's just you and this other person connecting. But when you go out into the real world, the veil comes back and you have all of these all of these things that you have to be for different people. You know, you're like me, I'm a daughter, I'm a I'm a worker, I'm a cat mom, I'm responsible, you know, I'm I'm a I'm living on my own, you know, these things that I have to maintain in the real world that I don't have to maintain in this in the psych ward. And so when you take away all of that pressure from people, I think it is easier for them to make a connection because there is no stress about rent. There is no stress. I mean, there is, but it's like you're staying in this place. You're getting your meals taken care of. You have your medication. So your basic needs are being met. And so without all those external worries and that external stigmatization, you're able to form a deeper connection. Then, I mean, say I met the sociopath on the street, I probably wouldn't even talk to him. You know, we probably wouldn't even have a conversation. But because we're in the psych ward together, we're given this opportunity to to connect and get on a deep level. So that's why I think it's kind of hard to maintain those connections outside. And I'm not saying it's impossible. I know some people, you know, I've been to outpatient facilities where the all the girls, they stay in touch and they message each other and they get together and, you know, all that. But I've been through it so much and I've seen how usually those connections tend to kind of fall flat or fall away. And it's just because it's hard to maintain that sense of vulnerability in the real world when you're really being hit by life. And that's what I wanted to share with you all today. So it's interesting if you have the chance to go to a psych ward. I mean, look at the reviews if they even have them online. I don't know how that works. But think about it because it can be a really meaningful and uplifting experience if you so choose it to be and if you have to go to the psych ward at any time just don't be afraid it'll work out just kind of ride the wave and realize that this is a really good experience for you to write in your memoir one day okay and i hope you all are having a good week i hope you're doing well i hope you're staying healthy Please follow me on Instagram, sky.menhart and Manic State of Mind podcast, where I post weekly about what we will be talking about on this podcast. I do polls and try to get your input and information so that we can form a great community here on Manic State of Mind. My DMs are open. If you have any questions, any concerns about mental health, about anything, if you need some advice, hit me up. I love to give advice. Do I always follow it? No, but... Hey, I try. So anyway, thank you all so much for listening today. If you liked today's episode, please leave me a rating. Leave me a review and let me know what you think. Please leave me a five star. If you like this show, share it with a friend. Post it on your Instagram. Do you, boo? Let's destigmatize every step of the way. Let's destigmatize this mental illness, okay? I will see you all next week. I might be talking about antipsychotics. I might not. Have a good week.